We are live on the air. Little Donna Summer in the background. Mm-hmm. Are we Smooth ready? Vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we are in. We are in here grooving. Shout out to my friend Lori who popped by. Hey, Lori. Uh, hey, Lori. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> this is cue the mic. Cue the mic. Cue the mic. Cue the mic. And this is Doctor Doctor <laughs> Norris Jones. Um, it's actually Dr. Renee Norris-Jones, and I am going to walk across the stage this weekend. Ooh. I earned my doctoral degree in October the 23rd, 2017, and didn't walk in January last year, but I'm walking. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the sun out. Yeah, and it was in Florida. I'm like, I'm not trying to book that. If we have a blizzard in January, then I'm stuck. Yeah. And so I'm walking on Saturday. Woo woo. And shaving my head. For the walk, is it is is it like you're shaving your head only for this special but, occasion, so, or this was already on the schedule? So here's the thing: when I was about mm, twelve or eleven, came downstairs, I made this decision. My dad was sitting at the dining room table, and I was just like, "Hey, dad," he was like, "Hey, Renee, what's up?" He was doing some paperwork or something, and I said, "You know, I want to shave my head and put a ring through my nose." <laughs> so this was 1957, 67, like 69. So sure a bold statement well. at that time from a child. <laughs> yes, yes. And he said, okay. And wow. I was just like, wow, really? He said, yeah. I skipped away. still on my little dance. <laughs> and as I was in the middle of my dance, he said, I'll cut up all your credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, maybe I'll wait. Yes. <laughs> so, um, this is it. I got my septum pierced when <laughs> I wasn't supposed to have mm-hmm. anything pierced, but I got it because I could just tuck it up. Ooh. Yep. That's why I got mine too. Yeah. It's real easy. You can easy. just flip it up. Yeah, this is 1969, guys. <laughs> 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 the septum wasn't around. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> think we had princess phones then. I think we had that big one with the, you know. Yeah, you, you know. And you might even. I don't even. Yeah, you, I know. You put your finger in there and you <laughs> dial it around. And it goes. Oh, oh, got you. This is sixty nine. Got yeah. you. So yeah, what is he it called? You know the is old it, fashioned phone. Is it really called though? Rotary, Rotary phone. Ah, there we go. Um, my <laughs> my great niece stopped by my neighbor's house, and my neighbor, um, he died when my daughter was in her sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. and he was eighty nine. Oh, and wow. he had one of those phones. So when my great niece came over one time. She was used to a push button phone and she put her fingers in there and instead of turning it, she was just kind of pushing. Oh, wow. <laughs> like it's not working. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, I, I digress. So I am walking on the stage on Saturday, shaving the head from when my father threatened to cut up my credit card. Well, congratulations. Thank to you. Thank the you. The doctor. Yes, yes, it's just the doctor. The, the doctor. <laughs> so um, I'm psyched. I'm really excited. Um, and then I'll just be obnoxious after that. Um, but I have, <laughs> I have my two co-hosts in the studio. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves. This is Fox. I go by she, her, hers. And to my right. Is Fantasia. She, her, hers as well. What about you, Dr. Renee? What are your pronouns? <laughs> I go by she, her, and doctor. And doctor. Yeah, well, my grandson can't get doctor grandmother out because he's only three. Sometimes you just say doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. I know yeah. that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so um, we have an exciting show. 
All right. I'm really um, excited about today's show. Yeah, I so dear Mario. <laughs> honey. <laughs> honey. Just, just okay. We're gonna come back to Dear Mario. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Mr. Lopez. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I don't think you get a Mister right now. That's true. I'm being nice by calling him Mario. <laughs> okay, but I'm in therapy and it's working. Um, so I'm sorry. We have been all over the place. We have been working. Um, so we did our introductions. Yes, ma'am. Um, and tonight we're gonna talk about why pronouns matter. We're going to cover our political cues, um, gay answers to straight questions, of course, newsworthy or not. And then in the middle of that, we're going to get into Mr. Mario. Absolutely. Um, but the post that really inspired the show, and Mario just added fire to it. <laughs> um, he, he just, yeah, baby, just sit down, honey. Some people just need, and this is going to sound really bad. Some people just, just look pretty and sit down, you know? It's kind of reversing, you know, with the sexes, but... Um, I saw this post and it said, I don't get why some mothers can say, I don't care the gender. As long as my baby is healthy, I will love them. This is before going into labor for eight plus hours, 17 years. And then you later kick out Jessica, Jessica out of the house. You later kick Jessica out of the house because she was born Justin. Mm -hmm. So I saw that and I was just like, yeah, this is. This is something. I, yeah. Well, and it's and it's that's the thing. It's like the big hypocrisy. And you know what? Did you actually hear about the person that made gender reveal parties? No. Did you see that? Um, so the 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 lady that came up with, I guess, like the first gender reveal party. She's now coming out saying that like making it a super hardcore gendered thing wasn't what she meant to do in the first place. Okay. And her child even is, um, I have to read it again, but her child either isn't like very gender conforming at all. Okay. And she actually came out saying like, please stop using this as a reason to talk about gendering children in a harmful way. That's not what this is supposed to be about. Right. You know, it started blowing up, literally started blowing up, but I mean, blowing up on the internet, like all these gender reveal parties. So that was that. her having a moment to celebrate her child right. and what they were going through. Right. Uh, so maybe it was something that was needed then. Well, it turned into like this kind of like icon of like you need to gender your child one gender or the other. Ew. Like it kind of turned oh, into wait that. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. not thinking about celebrating someone who is. Yeah, the gender reveal is like, you know, the act of gendering a child before they're even like, yeah, they're so just you, born. Right, right. So this has nothing, this is a totally separate conversation. Yeah, no, but it just made me think right. of it too, like thinking of mothers and like, and and, and like accepting their children until, until right. they're. And how parents interact with gender. Right. In childhood. Yeah. I like, thought I, it was interesting. Yeah, I feel like um, with, you know, Fox's point about gender reveals kind of proved that like kids don't often choose their gender right um oh. you're choosing the child's gender before this child is even in in this world so right. you know when you give birth to jessica and you find out that jessica is not a jessica right right um you know you're upset you're disheartened but it's it's because this is your own idea this, this is your this, own concept yeah, this is still your own human egg <laughs> no absolutely this, this is your human absolutely and, yeah. and i mean i've heard just like i don't care what it is as long as it's healthy, that's that's all you say, you know. Right. Um, even though I knew I was having a girl, 
And folks said, hi, did you have the test? No, I made a phone call with God. We got this real thing going on. And, you know, I knew I was having a girl. But He's giving me a strong the, woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I um, posted um, this statement um, on my Facebook. Okay. Um, just for my followers um, to just give me their feedback. Right. About, this, this statement here about yes, the... Okay. The statement about, you know, parents right. saying, you know, however my child is born, right. as long as they're healthy, I'm right. going to love them. And then 18 years later, sometimes not even 18 right. years 18, later, right. you get what I'm saying? When this child comes out as LGBT, you know, a non-binary individual, this parent is now ready to like disown them. Um, and one of my followers, um, Chris, actually posted. Um, hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. Um, posted um, that they were disowned by their um, mother. Wow. Um, when when they came out um, as trans. And how old? And Chris is now an adult. They didn't put okay. um, their okay. age when they came out. Okay. Um, and if I can just read what they wrote real quick, they said, when reading this, I asked my mother this question. And in short, her response was that she explained that the social norm of her growing up and her religious views didn't allow her to understand me at the time, um, which is what led to her disowning me. Wow. Um, however, it took her seeing me grow up into the individual that I chose to be that right. I feel I am right. that allowed her to see and learn that no matter what, this is still my child. Right. No matter what, this is still the individual right. that I know and love. Right. The, the, um, the one that's still like strawberry pop tart. The <laughs> one that's still, you know, absolutely. doesn't clean the room or whatever it is. Absolutely. It's still that same individual. Absolutely. So sometimes for, and this is not to excuse any parent or any hate or any discrimination or anything negative, but sometimes parents do need that opportunity to kind of like, unlearn their own things mm -hmm. and i think a lot of parents need to learn that in a way that isn't detrimental to their children yeah yeah and, and you know and that takes us to the to just to back back up just to talk about the why pronouns matter and how that segment came to be mm -hmm. absolutely um for me it started i started noticing a couple of years ago just in business email with organizations, you know, and then the staff's name would be there, Susie Smith, and then it would say she, her, him, or whatever it was. Um, and actually, no, back with the legal talk show um, for the people with Deb Rainey, we did a show, and we didn't really call it gender, but we were trying to understand kind of the spectrum, and most of the cast of players, it was probably about seven or eight of us, were gay, maybe save one person. Mm -hmm. um, and we did this show, and that was the first time we heard they them um pronouns. And, yeah and they weren't called pronouns or we did they weren't introduced to us but i remember everyone in the in the room going really how do we all miss this i mean the ages were like from 25 to 50 something and it was like no one had heard of this when you went black was here she was just like now tell me this again yes um and even so even people in our community don't know absolutely but the why pronouns matter and then last christmas i was shopping at Probably the sole bookstore in Philadelphia, Rittenhouse Square. It's not Borders, whatever it is. Um, I think I've seen it, but I can't remember. Yeah, the it's name. one of the big, big box gift stores. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I was shopping for Harry Potter stuff for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the person that was behind the counter was so helpful. And they were like, oh my God, did you see this Harry Potter? This is not even upstairs. <laughs> and, um, but they were just so helpful and they were wrapping it. And I wanted to say, 
something, but I was at a loss of words, lost for words because I didn't want to say. You didn't want to misgender them. Right. Exactly. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I knew that. And when I left, I said to my friend that was with, like, I didn't know whether to say thank you, kind sir, thank you. But I did say thank you, but I, it was the first time that I was challenged with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned from doing a little bit of research before the show came out was I can say, hi, my name is Renee. I go by she, her. How about you? And that simple statement I could have used there in the store. You know, I could have used that in it. So it gave me this go-to for how to, um, it was just a go-to for how to be in that situation and not feel awkward with it. Yeah, and it's it's a learning experience for everyone. I was lucky to have um, a trans friend very early on in life who was very patient with my, you know, ignorant questions. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what what does this mean? What do I do with this? Oh, sorry. You know, and telling me. And the other thing is... um, I saw a post about this the other day, but it reminded me of something that that friend told me about is when you are talking about pronouns and you're talking to someone and you accidentally mess up their pronoun. It's easier on them and it's less stressful on them. If you just say, if you, if you say accidentally like she go, Oh, sorry, him instead of going, instead of going, because a lot of people, and I've done this before. I'm guilty of this in the very, very beginning of learning about this of going, Oh God, I'm so sorry. It's just so hard for me to remember. I'm trying really hard. It's just, you know, just like the act of like talking about how much labor it might be to remember that is kind of unfair and it's a little stressful. So it's just easier on everyone and it's better to just go, you know, just correct yourself immediately and move on. For me, I have a friend that um, I remember them um, as a small child. So they're in their 30s now. And they have been trans, trans they, they have been transitioning um, female to male. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I saw them after this transition, they were in Philly, and I was just like, okay, I suck with names, I suck with names, I suck with names. <laughs> so all the way up there, mm-hmm. I kept saying their male name, their male name, their male name. I was going to say Harry. Um, so that I wouldn't mess up mm-hmm. because I knew this person since they were little. Yeah. And I got out of the car and this gentleman approached me with goatee, Adam's apple. And I'm like, oh, honey, Susie's gone. <laughs> I didn't have any problems. But we were texting one time, you know, that texting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I must have said something about you go, girl. And there was silence. Like, the phone working? He didn't, he didn't oh, text yeah, back. Yeah, he didn't yeah, text yeah. back. Said, Don't you ever call me that again. Oh. And I heard it. I heard that expression, that through the phone. And ever since then, I'm good. But I didn't take it personal. But I heard that. Right. I heard the the tone of that. And I was just like, oh, honey, you got to do better to myself. That you have to do better. You can't just throw that out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and people, so. like, a lot of people mean well, but there's there's ways to inadvertently, like, put more emotional stress and, uh, what's the word, emotional labor on people, you know, that you're addressing in that way. It's, it's an easy way to do it on accident, and a lot yeah. of people don't mean to do that. Right. But, you know, sometimes you just got to <laughs> correct yourself, you. bless <laughs> you, <laughs> correct yourself and move on. Yeah, and you know what? And I said, oh, my God, my bad, and it was done. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kept moving, you know, total. I think I said the same thing, my mistake, bad habit, 
something and he said it's cool and we just kept talking but it literally just right there my hand got smacked <laughs> and i'm just like okay don't right. let that happen again yeah don't <laughs> let that happen but because it was someone that i had that kind of relationship with it was okay for us to have that exchange in that manner yeah right you know? And uh, speaking of childhood, you know, something I've noticed, I don't know if, if any of you have, if you know anyone who has a child that they, from birth, just haven't pushed gender or anything on them. They just go, I'm going to let this child be. I have a friend or two in Harrisburg that have children, and they're kind of just like immediately out of birth, they're just like, I'm going to let them be whoever they want to be. They're going to wear whatever they want. And if these children that I see, when parents are like that, they're the most free children I, I they're just wearing whatever it's a mix of stuff it's a bunch of crazy stuff it Absolutely. doesn't it's not gendered one way or the other they're wearing things from both gendered items i'm quote quotation marks uh-huh. for people that can't see <laughs> it um and they just you know they're just doing whatever they want they're some of the most well-balanced kids yeah. i've ever met because they're not confined being confined yeah to those gender roles and they're just being whoever they want doing whatever they want to do and i think you know more parents should be like that yeah, my son and his wife, my grandson is three, and my graduation party was Sunday, and he was, there. He was the only child there, um, even though my daughter was just like, no kids, okay, <laughs> all right, okay, whatever, it's my grandson, um, and we came back to my house, and I don't know what we were talking about, he was just like, he has something, and he's like, well, I have one of those too, and I was like, wow, what color is yours, and I'm just making small talk, and he says, pink. You know, mine's <laughs> pink. And he does. He has a pink scooter. It's a perfectly good scooter that he found, that they found in the thrift store. You know, nice. there's a video of him on Instagram twirling with a tutu on because he watched something. And when they went Aww. to the thrift store, it was just like, oh, I want that so I can twirl. <laughs> yep. Um, and he's just pitches. He's just spinning. He gets dizzy and he stumbles, but he's just spinning. But he said he's noticed that the little girl had on something. I'm assuming it was a girl. And I'm like, oh, yeah, put him in ballet school. <laughs> but, yeah, he just he was like, it's pink, so they don't put any kind of, you know, it's a perfectly good bike. It's a perfectly good scooter. It's funny, and not to bring up Mr. Lopez uh, too prematurely. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. But in, in that same interview, the person interviewing him, Candace Owens, um, mentioned uh, Zoe, and I'm probably going to butcher her last name, Sal. Um, she's an actress. Okay. Um, Colombiana, if anyone has seen that movie. Um, mm-hmm. She's like the main co-star. But okay. Plenty of movies. She's been okay. in tons. Um, but they talked about she has uh, sons and she spoke about how one day her sons was wrestling and they're just like, yeah, because we're boys. Yes. Yeah. Boys do. Right. So her and her partner decided to switch roles around the house. She's gonna do some of the quote unquote manly work right. while her part her male partner does like some domesticated work. Right. Um, just to show her children that gender can look and act and right. be, you know, so many different things. Right. It's not confined to just the pink things or right. just the blue things. Right, right, right. It right. can look oh like God. all of these things. Right. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting and that's, you know, going back to what you said, just a perspective. Um and they brought up, well, do you let this your kid go over these people's houses for play dates? Right. And Mr. Lopez, of course, goes. Oh my God! This was his interview. Oh, they don't go over their over their houses. <gasps> yeah. Wow! Just when you think he couldn't be any more wow. of a jerk, Slater, Slater, Slater. I don't <laughs> even think this is a jerk. This is willfully ignorant. Ignorance. So, <laughs> willful ignorance. I'm a child of the seventies. 
So myself and my five sisters, we were raised to be housewives. Okay? Um, that's kind of just what happened. And back then, you know, they would tell young ladies just to sit pretty and, you know, sit there and smile pretty and just sit. I would said not have done well. uh, Yeah, yeah. I would not have done well yeah. back then. Yeah, see, this is what folks go. I'm going, I'm a feminist. And folks go, but as a black woman, you can't be a feminist. But you don't understand the time I was raised in. My mother was Mrs. John Norris. Okay? Next mm. door was Mrs. Arthur Johnson. I mean, th- this is who it was. I remember going places and it's like, well, where's your husband? Right. You know what I'm saying? This was the era I was raised in. So, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, that's not happening here. So I am a feminist because, and when I looked for jobs when I was 16 or 17, it was legal to ask me. And I was asked, so, do you have a boyfriend? Ew. Are you married? Ew. Um, oh, so you're, you're dating. So do you plan on having kids soon? Do you have kids? Mm. Oh, you're married. Oh, how long have you been married? Mm, year and a half. You don't have any kids yet? Is, is there a problem getting pregnant? Mm-hmm. How many kids are you going to have? Mm, I don't know. That person out the just window. invasive. Oh, my God. Just so it's illegal now, but it was very legal back then. You know what is legal that's still sticking around? Is that, that you cannot get, you still can't get a hysterectomy without your parents or your husband's approval. Mm. Yeah. 2019. I was in a domestic violence relationship and my abuser at some point I was pregnant and could not get an abortion because he didn't sign. Mm. Sign off. I have a hyphenated name because in 1980, 81, I lived in Texas. And my name was just, I was Renee Norris, got married, I became Renee Jones, and that was it. But when I went to the DMV to get my driver's license, I'm on my lunch hour with the people behind me, and they say, um, so you didn't put a middle name. Yeah, I don't have a middle name. Okay? Um, so they said, well, <laughs> a woman <laughs> has to have three names on her driver's license. Okay, so you're talking to a feminist here. The plot thickens. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why has it got to be so specific? I don't understand. And I said, what about a man? People behind me going, oh, come on, lady. And I'm going, no, 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 no. What about a man? Oh, a man can have two. two. <laughs> Come on, lady. How dare you think for yourself? <laughs> what well, you're holding up the line too. It's lunch hour, and I'm going. So he said, "So what's your maiden name?" That's that's suppose I'm not. I wasn't married. He said, "Well, um, what's your mother's maiden name?" You're just going to throw a Davis in there, right? Renee? Someone <laughs> just nothing that's attached. I said, "Well, suppose I was an orphan." And he's just looking at me. The people behind me are, you know, complaining. And I said, do you just assign me one? Absolutely. If you were an orphan and you don't have a maiden name. Wow. They literally assign you a Susan, a Jane or whatever on your driver's license. That's intense. <laughs> Fox is looking up in the air. She is sucking in <laughs> air. Like this is happening to I'm her I'm just thinking right if name. I was alive in that period, I probably would have. Yeah. I probably would have like Boudicca out of there. I mean, I just would have, <laughs> I would have gotten murdered for something. Just like. Lead, lead of resistance straight off, straight yeah. off a cliff. So, um, Mr. Mario, sweetie, honey, just just kind of sit there. Now, you know, I don't want to be sexist, like reverse sexism, but... Did we talk about what he said? Yes, yes, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Mr. Lopez had an interview with Candace Owens. Um, it's a YouTube podcast, maybe even on the radio, um, and she asked him about Hollywood trends in which she said, 
I'm noticing this weird Hollywood trend where weird, okay, yeah, she used uh, words such as weird, um, confusing, um, but she said that she noticed uh, celebrity and Hollywood trends um, where they allow children to choose their bill, uh, their gender, um, and she said that she didn't think that children had the I want to get this right. The mental authority or clarity to decide their gender. Um, she then asked, you know, Mario Lopez, um, how does he feel about this? And he continued to. <laughs> he should have just shut it down right there. He should have just, just, he, yeah, okay. I'm what sorry, I, go ahead. What I really appreciate is that, like, he, like, prerequisite with, like, now I'm not the one to give anyone parental advice. <laughs> clearly, clearly, um, but clearly. then he continues to do yes. it, and mm-hmm. then he continued on by saying it's dangerous for parents to make the determination um, of their child gender. Um, he did give an example of doing it at the age of three, um, which I haven't seen any parents out here um, allowing their children to get any type of surgery or life altering, (laughs) um, gender, a a reassignment at three. Right. But, um, that was his point of reference. Wait, Um, did he not gender his child when it was born? No, he's saying that like at, he think that parents shouldn't make that determination to, to change whatever gender they have chosen. But he can, Oh, but you but, can decide initially. But you can decide initially <laughs> what gender they are. They just you just can't at, at some point later <laughs> in your decide room. to make you know the make jock. their lives easier. <laughs> yeah. Um so Slade, what was the name of that show? Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Oh, and he was the jock. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about uh, the Slater on Saved by the Bell. Well, I think Slater entered the conversation what? and was responding. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what his name is on Saved by the Bell then. It was okay. Slater. It was Slater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And this is this is all coming um in a conversation okay, where he talk. was the only parent. Um, the person that he's talking to um referenced her parental experience. With the five years of nanny and that she did. Oh. Yes. Okay. Um, Come on. And she she continued to say, oh, kids have such broad imaginations. They want to be firemen. They want to be mermaids. Um, So to think that, you know, them saying they want to be a boy. No. Oh, girl. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. I knew I was going to go there. Yes, absolutely. That just makes me so mad. Um, My daughter wanted to be at four. She wanted to be, she wanted to be Mr. Softy. And the only thing that I said to that was, you got to go to ice cream college. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my beef with the gender neutral bathrooms that have, like, their... (laughs) They have the icons instead of little people. Uh-huh. They're like unicorns and like mermaids. And to me, that really Ooh. feels like it's, 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 they're it's equating gender identity with mythical creatures, which Absolutely. I think is kind of a bad undertone. Here we come. 1969. Yeah. I, I um, well, this is a good transition because one of the things that we learned when um, Trevor took his life, 15-year-old mm. Alabama teen, was that one supportive person decreases LGBTQ suicide by 30%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, 30%. I mean, just one supportive person. And dear Mario, 
how dare you? How dare you? Um, before we go to our break, so we reached out to our break. We reached out to T.J. Walsh, who was our in-house therapist, and um, this is one of those times we needed to reach out to him to make sure that we had some that we can reverse the attempt to uh, reverse the damage that dear Mario Lopez and company, yeah, and company. Um, so Fox sent me something earlier, and it was on Instagram, and it was. Uh, page where you had all of these teens that were saying I'm not, help me out here I'm not, I'm hiding it from my parents because I don't want to be Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be thrown away I mean I don't want to be kicked out, yeah me too I'm hiding it from my parents Yeah, the the one person was pansexual and the other person was transgender and she's like I'm so glad I have you to talk to I'm so scared to come out to my parents I don't want to get, they're um I think she said. I think they said they're really religious, and I don't want to get thrown out of the house. Right. And and they're 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 homophobic and transphobic. I mean, I'm just. It's just one. I mean, when you go to this site, it's all of these kids that are on there saying, "I change my my username my my on on Instagram every couple of minutes because I don't want to get caught." But it was just story after story after story after story. So, dear Mr. Lopez, please be more responsible. Yeah, you're and a public what? figure. Oh, my God. You're a public please. figure. Yeah. And also, like, this isn't just a child thing. Um, just going back to, like, my Facebook post real quick, um, a different one of my followers, uh, Wanda, um, she, she commented and she said that how she went the majority of her life um, hiding who she was because... Of her family. Right. Because of her family just not being supportive of her and who she was. She had kids, everything. Wow. Just to, you know, pretty much soothe right. her family. Not right. that she didn't, you know, love or want her children, right. but just the life that she was living wasn't true to how she self identified. Right. Um, so when, you know, you as a public figure are Saying stuff like, oh, my kids don't hang out with, like, those right. those non-binary, right. Right. trans-loving right. families. You know, what you're doing is promoting bullying. Uh. Um, you're promoting um, an unsafe environment. And self-hate. Yeah. Yeah, public figures have, I feel like they have a moral obligation to watch the things that they say because they have a higher platform and so many people are going to see it. Right. And it's going to affect more people than if just someone was walking down the street saying, you know, ignorant stuff. They have they have a responsibility to the public to not keep perpetuating these dangerous ideas. Absolutely. And Absolutely. His, and his apology, he said that he now understands how hurtful what he said was. <laughs> That's what his publicist told him. After, <laughs> someone, after someone made him apologize, Ab- yeah. Absolutely. And he says that he's going to use this to better educate himself. Um, and I... I Hope that he does. Um, Karamo, um, I don't know if you watch Queer Eye on Netflix, um, but um, no, but they were in West Philly last week. Oh, I did not know that. Ago. Ago. Yeah, I guess, I guess they're doing a thing. It might be the whole month. I don't oh. know. I, someone saw their van and they're like, <gasps> I'm so jealous. Um, but Karamo, um, one of the like therapists um, and just well-being people on on the show, yeah. he offered Mr. Lopez the opportunity to sit down and talk and educate himself. I'm sorry, repeat this um, again. Karamo, um, who is I want to say he's a licensed 
since a social worker. Okay. Um, okay. But um, he's a therapist, um, and he offered Mr. Lopez an opportunity to come sit down and talk <laughs> to him and learn more um, about not just like <laughs> acceptance, but just about like the LGBTQ community and just really take the opportunity to better educate himself so i definitely hope that he takes that opportunity to do so because you need to do better mr lopez oh my goodness doubtful but hopeful do better there you go (laughs) you have to do better you have to do better um and if you're unsure um just say you know what i need a moment to to think about that um or i don't i don't i don't Plug no up the comment, damn, man. Stop saying, um, stop saying. Such it's absolutely appropriate to just say, "Hey, I don't know enough information to speak on that." Right. Um, he's not. Ex- you're not sharing your personal experience. You're not sharing someone's close to you. You know, like you're not sharing anything. No offense of value, right? Um, and in fact, you're like spreading hate. Yeah, man. That was um, it. that was it. So, you know, just in situations like that, just just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just sit there, don't smile speak. pretty. Yeah, Silence can pretty. be your friend. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we're oh, going to go. I'm sorry, go ahead. He also mentioned that he was a supporter of the LGBT people in his apology. Get the F out. <laughs> oh I'm so God. done with this person. Yeah, okay. Almost forgot to mention that. Okay, we're going to go to a, a little bit of break. <laughs> And we're going to play for you a piece of the of TJ. Thank you so much, TJ. Hi, um, TJ. And he is going to he's talking about kind of what it means when we're kids are disowned and the impact. Yeah, the impact of that. Um, and we're going to play just a little of it, but we're going to go off the air and you'll hear the whole five minute video and then look for the video on social media. But, Absolutely. Um, definitely addressing this for us. Hey there, Key the Micers. This is TJ Walsh. I'm a licensed professional counselor in Philadelphia, and you can find me at tjwalshcounseling.com. I just want to talk to you a little bit about being rejected and cast out by family. Um, You know, I noticed that many of my clients have a difficulty handling challenges that they face in their daily lives, and negative impacts of these challenges, such as stigma and rejection, are much more acute when we don't have the support of our family and friends. Uh, We know that all people need to feel socially, emotionally, and physically safe and supported to thrive as humans. And of course, uh, over the course of the last decade, we have seen substantial gains over uh, for our community. And uh, it's been great, but LGBTQ persons still remain some of the most at-risk populations in our country. Every day, individuals face discrimination, bullying, harassment, in all the spaces that we occupy. This includes our classrooms, our neighborhoods, our places of worship, and yes, even our families. The research is clear that LGBTQ persons experience homelessness, depression, and suicidal ideation in disproportionately higher rates than our non-LGBTQ peers. The CDC reports that lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth seriously contemplate suicide at almost three times the rate and are almost five times as likely to have attempted suicide compared to their straight peers. You know, one out of every six students nationwide, and that's grades 9 through 12, seriously consider suicide in the past year. For transgender and gender nonconforming people, the reality is even more scary 
In one national study, 40% of transgender adults reported having made a suicide attempt in their lifetime, while 92% of these individuals have reported and attempted suicide before the age of 25. Through research, we have learned that family rejection is one of the primary root causes of negative outcomes for our community. But the same research also shows that healthy outcomes are much more likely when young people experience family and community acceptance and support. For example, lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth who come from an accepting and supportive family are more than eight times less likely to have attempted suicide than their peers who reported high levels of family rejection. It's super clear that family acceptance works and has proven to have a significant impact on suicide rates among young people. To help combat depression, I recommend that LGBTQ people make an effort to spend time around people and organizations that help them feel supported, loved, and accepted. Participating in LGBTQ events can help combat the potential increase in depression and suicide by providing a supportive environment in which to commune and to cultivate healthy relationships. And we are back. Excuse the squeaking, 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 squeaking. That's my fault, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So we kind of abruptly stopped TJ there. We just wanted to kind of give you a little bit and save the rest of it for later. Um, just a taste. Yeah, just a taste. But he brought up a lot, a lot, a lot of great points. And it's like five minutes he really put some thought into this. Um, he, too, was very disturbed about kind of the... The original topic, which was the email that, you know, why parents say, hey, I just want my baby to be healthy. And yeah. then you kind of reverse it. And then Mario, it was actually TJ that sent me the Mario response. Wow. Yeah, I was working. I was doing something and it popped up on my screen and I was just like, well, he said, what, what, what? He said, he said what again? Um, <laughs> A parent of two, too. Yeah, I was just, and that's, um, that's what I, that's the first thing I Googled. Yeah. Is he a parent? How many kids does he have? And how so old are they? I hope one of his kids doesn't have to ever come out. Oh my goodness! Like I feel, dear Mario, so bad for them. The internet is forever. For everyone, ever. There's no delete. Your kids are going to see this one day, regardless of what they're you know gendered. But on a positive note, my daughter sent me something. It was a screenshot. She was applying for a job, and on the application, it said, "What is your preferred pronoun?" I don't think people realize, like, just asking or making it a part of the everyday to allow people to self-identify mm-hmm. is really a it's it's really a powerful thing. Um, and just going into you know why pronouns matter, um, one thing that I wanted to speak about this week was just the power of our individual voices, um, and how. You know, just acknowledging someone else's pronouns and reassuring, um, you know, them, you know, it adds safety to to their existence, mm-hmm. to their experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you as just one person, just as one individual, you know, acknowledge their proper pronouns when you take the time to, you know, learn and ask them, hey, how do you identify? Right. How do you, what do you want me to call you? Right. Um, and if that changes every single week, so be it. But that it, it's it's just an empowering thing when you allow for that. Uh TJ said, um trans and non binary people 
um, in a survey, 40% of them said that they attempted suicide. Mm. And of 40% of those, I mean, and out of that 40% of people, 90% of them said that it was before the age of 25. God, Jesus. Before mm. the age of 25, most people are still with their parents. <laughs> most yeah. people are still, yeah, you know, thinking. yeah, you know, most people are still reliant on their parents and just to support of family, of loved ones, of your surroundings, um, can decrease that number. Um, one person just saying, Hey, no, Fox, it's she, her, and that's what it is. Right. Um, regardless to what you look like, what you sound like, what you what anyone wants to box you in as. Right. That is what you identify right. as and that is what I'm gonna support you in. Um, so that is, you know, it creates for just a much safer environment for everyone. Plus, I feel like if it's like if it's something that you don't understand, but it's something someone or a group of people is asking you to do, saying this is going to make my life easier, this is going to make my mental health better. You know, even if you don't understand it, just and this goes for a lot of other things, but especially for for people who are trans, like just do it, just do it, and then educate yourself later. If someone's going, I need you to do this. I would really appreciate if you did this and you don't get it. What is the harm in doing it? There's no, nothing is harming you about calling someone by their preferred pronoun or name. There's nothing is going to hurt you for doing that. So just do it. And it also promotes an environment where, where everyone can grow. Right. Even if not just that non trans person who might not know, but when you allow for a space where people can self identify and, explore you know their identity their gender you know expression their sexual you know sexuality whatever it might be um when you allow them to explore that and you reaffirm that for them you know it allows them to learn too um i went to the trans wellness conference. Yes, um, and how was that? It yeah. was a beautiful. And this is the we host is like the largest in the country or something or internationally. Yes, it's. I want to say it's the largest um, free um, tr- and completely free. Right. Nice. Um, literally, as soon as you walk in, they give you one of these name badges. Um, it says hello, my name is, and you can you can write it in yourself. Mm. And then it says, my pronouns are. Wow. Um, and we this, have to take a picture of that and put it on yes. social media. And this was this was the ticket to get in. Like, you, this is all you needed to get in and out of the building. Right, right. Um, and I thought that that was pretty cool. And that just allowed for just like a even more safe environment. Because yeah. if you don't know how to identify, here it is right here. And I'm it's not head. just like bullet points or, or multiple choice with like a set. Set yep. of pronouns. It's open box. You can write your Whatever. preferred pronoun. I should like that. Right. Yeah, I I was there a couple years ago. Um, I do a lot of outreach women against abuse, and we were there, and I was there for it. And I was just amazed at just it was just massive. Yes, massive. it taught me so much. Like honestly, I feel like in, it becomes at some point like innate to like assume someone's gender. Um, for a lot of people, like you just automatically, like you said earlier in the store, you wanted to call them right. something, right. you felt the need to, but you just 
you, you at the same time you didn't want to offend. You right. didn't want right. to, right. you know, step on the <laughs> step, I mean, hit the wrong button. I'm going to give you a compliment. I don't want to insult you all in the same exactly. breath. Exactly. But you know, being there, being in that space, just made me aware of how to interact with people, not necessarily just trans or non-binary or LGBT people, uh, LGBTQ yeah. people, but just people in general. Um, there were allies there, myself being one. Um, that did not identify as trans, right. but just how people greeted you. Hello, hey. They they took the time to read your name tag to right. see what your pronouns were. Right. Um, I went with my friend who uses they them pronouns. Mm-hmm. I saw people take the time to look down. Wow. And 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 not mis you know not misgender them, not put them in the wrong box. Um, especially because they didn't identify as trans. Um, yeah. It just hey they them pronouns. Um, yeah. So just being in a space where that's a conversation. Right. And we're definitely going to continue this conversation. Um, Mario, you really made us go over, over time. I'm blaming you for a lot of stuff. I mean, you have yeah, just replaced. Going, Mario. Yeah, you have replaced. You know how you just blame it on Trump? Like it had to be Trump? <laughs> oh, speaking of Trump. Yeah. Oh, God. So got yeah, some fun um, stuff today. <laughs> so we have political cues. Um and Miss Fox, I'm going to call her, I'm just, no, Miss Fox, I'm just Fox. 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 Um, no, no, gonna, that sounds too much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Fox. Political cues with Fox. How's that? So I was, um, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to, um, Mario, you made us go over. You know, my first thought was, who gave him the right to speak? None of us gave, I didn't give him permission to speak. And then I said, you know what? Must have been Trump. Trump must have given him permission to speak. I I'm mean, gonna, yeah. you know, oh. the cavalcade of, of ugh, I'm not going to do it. Anyways, <laughs> I was, I was going to talk about the Mueller report today. Mm-hmm. I might touch on that. But I, I found something else that I wanted to talk about that was uh, relevant. So we all know that the Trump administration has rolled back a lot of protections for the LGBTQ community, especially the trans community, uh, ever since he took over. And a lot of those protections which were instilled by the Obama administration in the first place. Well, now, uh, according to the Department of Education.gov site, new data from the Department of Education shows that students who have been discriminated against because of sexual orientation or gender identity were significantly less likely to get any relief from the Department of Civil Rights from this current administration. Mm. So... Um, the report found that the Trump administration was less likely to investigate claims that uh, investigate claims of discrimination f- filed by students, and they were more likely to dismiss them. In fact, the nine wow. times lower there, there was the chance of these these files being investigated and taken seriously in schools, uh, and that resulted in needing to take action to remedy the discrimination. So it didn't. So basically, like. You file a claim, you say, I was discriminated against, you know, nine times more than it used to happen, dropped, not taken seriously. This wow. isn't important. And this is from the de- 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 Department of Education.gov site. Oh, That's mm. insane. It's the .gov that just, all I have to say is vote 2020. Absolutely. Yeah, please, please. And actually, you know what, people... A lot of people were ragging on people that voted third party at the last election, but a lot of numbers have found that it's record numbers of people that were not voting made the difference. It wasn't the people that voted third party. Absolutely. It was the, the people that didn't vote. Right. 
Yes, we definitely have to vote. Have to vote. And to take week. the time to educate yourself too. Oh my watch the debates. See what watch them anyway because they're real entertaining <laughs> this year. <laughs> so we um, we are going to put. We're going to ask our Fox or political cue cure. Kind of making up words here, but I'm a doctor. I can do that. <laughs> um, um, to kind of put some highlights of the debates, your thoughts, kind of. Your rants is kind of put that online a little bit if, so, if you have some opportunity. There were some highlights. It does seem like there are stronger candidates. I would say that the one thing I noticed is that the the moderators really seemed like they were egging for a fight. I mean, they were really pitting people against each other. What do you think about this guy saying this about you and this thing? Go. And just like, just acting. But it was, uh, so it was a small recap. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren definitely owned the debate, um, in my opinion. There were smackdowns everywhere. There was just immediate rebuttals, and it was basically like people on one side who were saying, we need to reform the system completely, and people on the other side going, well, no, radicalism is is not realistic. We shouldn't change it too much. Hmm. And that was basically the, the, the one side. And then the other team that had Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as the main people that were kind of going at it, um, it was kind of the same thing. And in my opinion, Kamala Harris pretty much destroyed, actually everyone destroyed Biden the second Aww. time. It was, it was, I mean, they got him on everything, got him on his, his previous, uh, policies on, on, on race that people were bringing up in, in question, his health care. just, and he, he couldn't, he didn't really rebuttal with anything. He kind of just didn't have anything to say about it, you know? So there was definitely a, a lot of slaps going on. Wow. <laughs> Smackdowns. It was pretty intense. I recommend everyone watches it. <laughs> but the takeaway is that we basically, uh, there's a lot of infighting, which isn't always good at all. Absolutely. That's what divided us in the first place. But Yeah, and, and there's a lot of division. Um, yep. There's, I mean, just there's just so much hate that's just out there right now in the, mm-hmm. the Trump administration. Um, I can't even believe I didn't call him number 45, but we're going to move really quickly to mm-hmm. Gasque mm-hmm. because we are running out of time. But um, um, I think Mr. Mario could have been part of the Gasque. <laughs> um, That's true. I think the Gasque is... Anything that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. What do you say as a celebrity when someone puts a microphone in your face? <laughs> okay. Um, Just ignorance. Right. Um, sound. Yeah. So... Um, I was watching Wayan, the 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 one of the Wayans brothers, and doing his comedy. There's so routine. many. Yeah, the youngest one, the baby, and he was saying that. Marlon, I think so. His daughter, as about twelve or thirteen, said, "Hey, I think I like girls," and he was just like, uh, "Okay." Um, and he said, "Like, what do you do with that? Like, you know, they talked about it and they sit down, and it's just like you know, but um, dear Mario." That's kind of our ask you this week. It's just, dear Mario. Um, Please refrain from speaking on topics you know so little about. Right, and speak responsibly. You know? Um, speak responsibly. Um, so here's a gas cue. I'll tie it in really quick, and we don't have a lot of time. If you see a little kid acting gay, can oh you catch them early and stop them from becoming gay? Oh, I remember this one. I think we did this one a couple times ago. Yeah. But, no. It's, for this reason, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just... Um, just, no. How does a kid act gay? 
And also, there's something wrong with it. It, it goes back to the whole gender thing. Like, how are you? Also, to like imply that like it's something that's like reversible. Right. Or um, if that's bad. the case, then I'm going to go and find all of the heterosexual people and turn them <laughs> gay. Yeah. Yes, let's all be gay. I mean, it's like for my godson with the t- with with the tutu one. It's like he can be a ballerina. You know what I'm saying? He's dancing. I mean, but I mean, who's to say? I mean, I am I am more handy than anyone that I've ever dated, male or female. Okay, I have power tools, um, and I'm super handy. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you ask oh, my yeah. grandson, does mommy cook? I go myself oh. an entire closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ask my grandson who cooks, it's like daddy does. Does mommy ever cook? Oh no, mommy never cooks. <laughs> but you know, what do I get mommy for Christmas? I get her power tools. You know, so um, yeah. Also, uh-huh. I could eat. I can. I can out eat anybody in a wing eating contest. That's if another you, gendered thing. Apparently, is eating yes, contests. Yes. I will out eat anybody in a wing eating contest. All right, dare me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to end with a quick round, a very quick round of newsworthy or not. Are you ready? Yes. We're going to go really fast. Um, so, MTV's dating reality show, "Are You the One?" Um, they change the, their changing attitudes regarding sexuality and gender identity by featuring sexually fluid contestants. Okay. On the eighth season. Okay. Two yeah. snaps. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Net- Netflix is tracking some users' physical activity. Uh, what? Like GPS? No, just, I mean, it's, it's I roll Netflix. I mean, they're not the only one doing it. No, yeah, but, you know, stop, I but, mean, like, but, but we give them permission to do stuff. Do I really care? And does the government really care where I, Dr. Renee Norris Jones, is sitting at right now? I mean, are they really concerned with where I'm spending <laughs> my money? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't get upset about some stuff. They just, Target just needs to know where to send their next ad for their toasters. There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> there when you, you go. talk about something and it's on Facebook and you're like, oh, why? Oh, that's the creepy How did thing. it hear me? <laughs> and then there's a model who models for Clarissa, Carissa Pinkston. She models for Savage X and yeah. some Fenty. other. Yeah, so um, Fenty. it's usually Savage I think and Mark Fenty. Jacobs, yeah. and she was reportedly dropped by her modeling agency um, for making transphobic comments. Great, sweet. And then yes. she tried to clean it up by saying that she was trans. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's a whole new level of you can't wrong. Make, you can't even make this up. You can't even, even make if, this up. You're canceled. Even if the hate comes from within, it doesn't make it appropriate or okay. Um, and then there was a well, right, or was, she, or was she just saying that because she was trying to save her own skin? Yeah, didn't work. I don't know. Their yeah. Either way, their that's problematic. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. You can't. Either you're destroying your own community. Or you're destroying someone else's community and then trying to hijack it to right. save yourself. And, manipulate it. and then she was surprised that she got dropped by her modeling agency. Good. Well, I think they need to be held accountable for their actions by their employers. Absolutely. You know, like cops should be, but they aren't. Yeah. A Greek Orthodox church leader says that gay men emit a nasty smell and that homosexuality only occurs when pregnant women engage in anal sex. Child, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know how biology works? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, popped into a gay bar to have a beer and say hello. He did this during Pride Month. 
I appreciate trying, but maybe not during Pride maybe Month. Maybe not during Pride Month. Everyone is trying to exploit the LGBTQ right, community. Because it just looks Yeah, fake. and it did. Social media blew up. Look at me. Um, Look at me pandering. Yeah. Um, 16-year-old, 16-year-old wins Fortnite, a Fortnite World Cup. Fortnite's a Congrats. game, I'm assuming. It's a final cup. It probably was a lot of money, too. $3 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to buy Fortnite right I now. Know. I know. I'm, I'm about to go. Wow. Yeah. I'm about to go spend my life training for this. People, we got to keep. We, we have to be safe in this heat. Twin infants were found dead in a high car in New York on July 26th. Oh. Wow. Um, what? Who? What? This is not the weather to leave babies. So no, I don't leave your babies thing. in a car. Here's the thing with <laughs> this particular case: rear-facing car seats. Um, dad dropped off the three-year-old, I went to work eight-hour day, didn't realize, forgot that the babies were in the back. Seat. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so they're working on some kind of uh, alarm or something or something. You know how you don't have anything? You have something heavy in your passenger seat, and you get the alarm thing. Yes, they're working on something. It was an accident. Totally just. Wow. Just broken up about it, but yeah, but, that was, but but there's people who do it. You know what I'm saying? But the but he didn't see it. But it, there's so many people who leave um, kids and animals. Well, that there's actually there's a meme going around that was like someone was like there's an article like we should make so- something leave you should leave something important in your car so that you remember to not leave your kids in the car. And you're just <laughs> right. like, Wait, um, you mean like your children, your child. <laughs> What is? I bet it. I bet if it was. And I think the picture had like a phone. Yeah, I was I'm like, about to say, are you kidding phone. <laughs> And lastly, God. I'm gonna I'm gonna put something. I'm gonna say the word Nashville. And normally, when I hear the word Nashville or Tennessee, you guys are from Tennessee, aren't you? No. No. Me? Okay. No. <laughs> she was pausing. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> normally, when I hear Tennessee, I go, "Oh Lord," but this one says Tennessee neighbors formed a human chain to prevent ICE agents from arresting a father yes. in the driveway. Yes, yes, I think I saw that. I love yeah. it. Please Go Tennessee this. residents. Yeah. I heard of a similar story, but then like all 19 of them or 20 of them got arrested. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. All right, so we're going to leave you with a little, with a little TJ as, as planned. We're going to play the whole video. Um, it will be on social media. This has been Q the Mic, and we are can be found on Find Our Podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play Store, TuneIn, Spotify, Alexia, Echo, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And let us know if we're not on your favorite podcast channel. That's right. We just got picked up by iHeartRadio. <laughs> and Radio.com. The other day, you can kind of get your news weather from KYW and then hear our podcast. <laughs> Check us out. Check us out. This is Cue the Mic. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Cue the Micers. This is TJ Walsh. I'm a licensed professional counselor in Philadelphia, and you can find me at tjwalshcounseling.com. I just want to talk to you a little bit about being rejected and cast out by family. Um, You know, I noticed that many of my clients have a difficulty handling challenges that they face in their daily lives and negative impacts of these challenges, such as stigma and rejection, are much more acute when we don't have the support of our family and friends. Uh, We know that all people need to feel socially, emotionally and physically safe and supported to thrive as humans. And of course, uh, over the course of the last decade, we have seen substantial gains over uh, for our community and uh, 
it's been great, but LGBTQ persons still remain some of the most at-risk populations in our country. Every day, individuals face discrimination, bullying, harassment, in all the spaces that we occupy. This includes our classrooms, our neighborhoods, our places of worship, and yes, even our families. The research is clear that LGBTQ persons experience homelessness, depression, and suicidal ideation in disproportionately higher rates than our non-LGBTQ peers. The CDC reports that lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth seriously contemplate suicide at almost three times the rate and are almost five times as likely to have attempted suicide compared to their straight peers. You know, one out of every six students nationwide, and that's grades nine through 12, seriously consider suicide in the past year. For transgender and gender non-conforming people, the reality is even more scary. In one national study, 40% of transgender adults reported having made a suicide attempt in their lifetime, while 92% of these individuals have reported and attempted suicide before the age of 25. Through research, we have learned that family rejection is one of the primary root causes of negative outcomes for our community. But the same research also shows that healthy outcomes are much more likely when young people experience family and community acceptance and support. For example, lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth who come from an accepting and supportive family are more than eight times less likely to have attempted suicide than their peers who reported high levels of family rejection. It's super clear that family acceptance works and has proven to have a significant impact on suicide rates among young people. To help combat depression, I recommend that LGBTQ people make an effort to spend time around people and organizations that help them feel supported, loved, and accepted. Participating in LGBTQ events can help combat the potential increase in depression and suicide by providing a supportive environment in which to commune and to cultivate healthy relationships. First thing that I recommend is take calm down breaks. When you begin to feel as though things are becoming too much, close your eyes, take a deep breath several times and meditate or just relax. Imagine yourself in a beautiful place, think of a happy memory, or visualize yourself succeeding at a goal that you hope to achieve. Quieting down your mind before you enter a particularly intense or anxiety-inducing situation is super important. In the moment, it's great to take quick relaxation breaks of one to five minutes to calm yourself down. Consciously, slow breathing can help you when you're feeling anxious, sad, frustrated, or even angry. I recommend utilizing guided meditation and that can be found um, online. I can even uh, supply the link to all of you cue the micers uh, through the website. Number two, get moving. One of the best ways to overcome stress is to exercise regularly. Research shows that physical activity not only boosts your fitness and energy levels, but can also elevate our moods as well. Exercise has been found to reduce anger, tension, fatigue, and confusion. Rigorous physical activity of any kind increase production of endorphins, which is our body's feel-good neurotransmitters, those chemicals in the brain that make us feel more joyful and happy and at rest. So 
this is a really important conversation. I'd love to keep having it with all of us. Um, if you need some help and support, feel free to reach out to me, tjwashcounseling.com, and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. This is Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic.